Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a July 25th Tuesday night edition. Alan Crabb just got traded to Brooklyn edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer at many places, AP Real GM, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian, and your host right here on Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we have your favorite teams covered in the NBA and the NFL. Whatever team, we got it locked. And... Of course, here on Lockdown Blazers, we have your Portland Trail Blazers covered. And as I mentioned in the intro, a very, very big day for the Portland Trail Blazers. Alan Crabb traded to the Brooklyn Nets for Andrew Nicholson, who will subsequently be waived. It has not been announced yet by the Blazers, but... Adrian Wojnarowski, who broke the trade, reporting that they will, in fact, waive Nicholson using the stretch provision, which will cost the Blazers about $3 million or so per season to stretch him. So it's $2.8 million. That is the, the stretching of the remaining deal of Andrew Nicholson. Which, that that was a cost. Portland, Portland has to eat that now. So, while my immediate reaction to the trade was, oh, good, Portland didn't have to give up a pick, it, it, it was Portland also absorbing a salary for a guy who's not, probably not an NBA player at this point, it, it Andrew Nicholson. Uh, and, and and that's what it was. So the Blazers have to eat that money, and they're going to have a lot of dead money on their books here over the next couple of years. They're going to stretch Nicholson over the next seven years. So they're stretching him and his nearly $20 million that he has left on his contract. Uh, and he he's not going to be a Blazer, I think, uh, a few years ago, you could have looked at a guy like Andrew Nicholson, especially in the uh, post-LaMarcus landscape as a guy that Portland could have looked at to to maybe try something with him and, and see if he could work out. But he, he just hasn't really made it in the NBA, got another shot after playing in Orlando with the Nets in a rebuilding situation there. 
it didn't go well. He didn't really stand out. He didn't really earn a place on the Nets. And and I think that if, if you're not going to earn a place there on a team that is basically uh, a basketball laboratory at this point because they're not going to get their draft picks for the next couple of years still, they owe Boston their draft picks, so they have no incentive to tank. They've been trying to win games. They've been trying to find the best guys. And and Nicholson just didn't stand out. So Portland is going to absorb Nicholson, and they're going to stretch him, which is uh, a lot of stretching happening for the Portland Trailblazers now because they have stretched Festus Azili's $1 million over the next three seasons to make that $33,000 a year over the next three and then you have Anderson Verizal, who is about nearly $2 million stretched over the next four seasons. So now you've got Nicholson's 2.8 tacked onto that. So let's count, let's count it at three. We're just going to, we're going to round up here for, for fun's sake. I'm not an accountant. I'm not going to break it down to the last dollar and cent. I'm not the the Blazers cap guy and nor do I want to be because this is some really crappy accounting that ha- they have to go through but you got about three million tied up in Nicholson about two million tied up in Anderson Verjao so you got around you got a, just about five million dollars tied up into both of those guys uh or into all three of those guys that is basically dead money so it's really closer to six uh for the next three years as they stretch Azili it is a still. It is even weirder to me now that they stretched Azili. I know I talked about it initially, and it, it I it was I was told you know some form of accounting. They're trying to avoid the repeater tax in a couple of seasons. They don't want to go through that. Paul Allen doesn't want to pay that. You know one point four. You know one one and a half times the amount of tax in two seasons that he will have to pay if the Blazers are going to be a tax team next season and the next. So it seems like the stretch provision is just a way to stretch what what it says. But uh, the Festus one is weird to me because that's just tacking on $33,000 over the next couple of seasons for no reason when, at least to me, not knowing what Portland's future moves are, which – we will get to, I think there, there are going to be more moves. It, it seems weird to me that they wouldn't just bite the bullet on that and, and just have the 1 million. And then that 1 million is off their books over those next two years. But they probably have a better idea about that than I do. But still on the surface, the Azili stretch uh, is by far the weirdest one because it's $33,000 and it, they're just keeping that money on over the next couple of years, but there, other than the conversations that I had about the using of the stretch provision, other people like Bobby Marks, who now is with ESPN, formerly with the vertical talking about how the stretch provision could maybe be the new amnesty clause where teams are using it to help out their books. And with the way the league is right now and the fact that the cap came down lower than expected 
and you have the Warriors who are just running through teams and are going to run through teams again next season, that leads to lower playoff revenue, less TV commercials, less TV games, less gate receipts, fewer games for people to go to games, buy tickets, buy concessions, buy all that stuff. That the Warriors have demolished the NBA and also, or the Western Conference and also the Cavs last year. That led to where we are with the current cap, where at the time that the offer was made to Alan Crabb around that time, flat, you know, rewinding, you know, people thought the cap was going to be around 108. Then a projection comes in that it's going to be 102. And Portland knew that. But they accepted anyway, and then the projection or the official number comes in three million dollars lower at ninety-nine million. So that's part of the reason that Portland, I think, signed Crab. Part of the reason that they matched that offer from Brooklyn. I don't think it's as easy as saying with hindsight. That, of course, you know, why did they match the offer if they were ultimately just going to send him to Brooklyn? And now they have to send him to Brooklyn and eat money on the back end with the Nicholson contract. But it's not that simple. The The, the cap projections last year with all that TV money coming in and and everything was was on the up and up in the NBA... That changed. The, the things changed, and that and the salary cap was supposed to be at one hundred eight around the end of last, you know, right around July. Then they came in with projections that it was going to be around one hundred two, and then we get to ninety nine, which is where we are, and now Portland is forced to 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 move Alan Crabb to save. $40 million in, in luxury tax. So while it sucks, and I think it comes at a cost on the court for sure, uh, losing Alan Crabb, losing his, his three-point shooting, 44% from three last season, one of the best in franchise history for the Portland Trail Blazers. He... Is, is a casualty of last summer and a casualty, I think, in some ways, too, not just of his deal and and, and that Brooklyn signed him. But, it, okay, casualty is not the right word because I part of the other part of this is that Crab wants to be in Brooklyn. He waived his trade kicker, which was part of the offer sheet that Brooklyn gave him a couple of years ago now, if you rem- or last year. Now, if you remember, the base salary of his deal is about $75 million. With incentives, it could get to 83, and then there was also the 15% trade kicker. So Crab took a pay cut of nearly six million dollars to go to Brooklyn. So he wanted this, and this is something that I had suspected for a lot of the season because I, I I've always been a believer in 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 Crab's game, especially as a three and D guy, and I think his defense when he's engaged can be good, but I saw way more last year, a lot of him getting lost, and also just not even getting lost, just being a little disinterested, it seemed to me. And it's not to say that this is a reflection of his character, because I think he's just a human. He signed a deal with the Brooklyn Nets for a lot of money, signed a deal with them expecting to be a starter for them, and to be a big part of that team, and to be 
a building block for that franchise moving forward and a real integral part of their offense and, and a more featured player than what he was here. So you sign that deal, Portland matches. Not only do you come back to Portland with the same role, you come back to Portland with a diminished role because now you've added Evan Turner to the fold who is supposed to come in and handle the ball and run the offense and all this stuff. Not to mention the fact that Turner also, I thought, occupied a lot of the same spaces that Crabb had success in last season or two seasons ago when Portland had that really magical 15-16 run where they made the fifth seed and they miraculously won a playoff series. But even before that, they were a fun team. They were a fun story. And they were in large part because Alan Crabb was a surprise to a lot of people. I think he would have been on more people's radar for a most improved, it had CJ's season not been so remarkable. And, you know, he's never going to be CJ or Dame where, you know, you put him on the floor and he, and he can kind of carry you offensively. He's not that type of player. But the, the, the comparison that I like to look at is more of a JJ Redick type of role. And I think too, it just, it, it didn't help the situation when he's getting paid like a starter and doesn't have a role as a starter. And and that was one of the problems that Portland had was significant overlap and just too many guys that need to, to fit in certain places. And Crab was the most movable of all these guys. I I think there was a good reason to 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 get to re-sign him at the time. And the cap changed. I think he did not embrace the role in the way that Portland needed him to. I think Portland really needed him to be open to the role that he had. And I just think he wanted more. And I just think that that's, that's human nature. You sign that big of a deal and, and, and Portland has aspirations to be sure. But one thing we're seeing right now, I mean, we're seeing it with the guy who we're seeing it with Kyrie Irving, who has been to the finals three years in a row, who gets to play with LeBron James, the greatest player, in my opinion, ever. And he wants his own team. He wants something else. So how is it a shock that Alan Crabb would like to to see what else he can do? I mean, he's in the prime of his career. If you're him and you got paid all this money you, and, and, and you're looking at yourself, okay, well, I've proven that I can be a role player on a playoff team. And I've proven that I can come off the bench and make shots. So the next step in his career, being in his you know, mid-20s now, is, is say, hey, maybe I can maybe I can do more. I mean, he's 25 years old and 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 this is where Kyrie's at too. Kyrie's 25 years old. And you know, he's in this moment now where he wants to be able to prove it. And and I and I don't blame him for it at all. And to me, I had I had suspected that. And 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 another thing too is, you know, those games when Dane was out you could see when he was playing more minutes and, and, and out there more and getting more shots and, and the team relied on him more. You know, Crab didn't disappear as much in those stretches. And 
I think that Brooklyn is going to get a player that is going to help them. And for the Nets and their wing situation and their three-point shooting, this is a major upgrade. And if and and the fact that they also got him to waive the trade kicker is incredible. I think Crab is going to be a very solid player for the Nets. I think he's going to start. I think he's going to really provide spacing, help Jeremy Lin and D'Angelo Russell create. I think he's going to put a little, you know, help take a little bit of pressure off of, say, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who's not necessarily a shooter, but can play make with the ball and do some things with the ball in his hands. So you have Crab here now on the Nets, and I think he's going to be a better player for Brooklyn than he was for Portland simply because Brooklyn doesn't have, Brooklyn has two good guards I think I think the jury's still on D'Angelo Russell but I think he could be good and, and Lynn is a solid guard but they're not Damon CJ who need the ball all the time and need to shoot the ball all the time Crab's best skill is shooting the ball and he just did not do it enough and did not have enough touches or enough usage to ever really help maximize his potential and and all and in full disclosure I like Alan Crab. As as a you know as a reporter, he's always been good, always been super respectful, always been very open, and and, and always open to answering questions. So I'll, I'll 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 say that right now. But at the same time, Brooklyn is a team that desperately needs talent and desperately needs people who can shoot. And Crab gives them that, and he just wasn't ever going to get the opportunity to truly be even close to the player that he's paid like in Portland. It just wasn't going to happen. The the amount of shots just are not there. The amount of touches just are not there. When you have CJ and Dame, and then you also have Evan Turner, who is really only good with the ball in his hands. So there was just, I don't just don't think there was enough opportunity here for him to really ever even get close to the contract that he's been paid. And whether he will get to that, I'm not sure, but at least he has more of an opportunity now to be worth that. And I think for Brooklyn, the deal makes a lot of sense. Portland, they are just in a strapped situation, and and, and they they apparently needed cap relief that badly. It's unless they they make a move here, we'll see what else they have up their sleeve. I think they do have something up their sleeve. Mike Rice, Blazers uh, radio, former Blazers radio guy, teased that Portland may be doing something with Carmelo Anthony. Maurice Harkless may or may not be tweeting secret messages, as he did yesterday, where he tweeted the word message, which, as many Twitter sleuths have broken down as message, translates to or is abbreviated MSG, MSG, Madison Square Garden. Mo Harkless is originally from New York. He played for St. John's in Madison Square Garden, so maybe that was a a shorthand uh, in, in New York and with St. John's basketball uh, to refer to Madison Square Garden. So it seems like something else is on the move. And who knows who it may be for. Maybe they're going to get another shooter in this trade that can help them on the wing or another wing player. 
if they're moving Crab just to get Ryan Anderson, I'm not really a big fan of that deal. So I'm thinking that it might have to be a little bit more. Another angle of this trade is that the Blazers also got a trade exception worth $12.9 million, which uh, could absorb another salary like, say, Eric Gordon from from the Houston Rockets or maybe a guy like Trevor Ariza. Uh, it seems like the, the Carmelo dream is dead. The Kyrie Demania trade, I think, helps set that in motion. Then also, too, it's just... Uh, there's been no indication that Carmelo's even open to waiving his no-trade clause to come to Portland. And it seems like, not just in uh, reporting that has been coming out recently, but even a couple of weeks ago, uh, Lala was saying that Carmelo Anthony's wife was saying that you know he wants to stay close to his kid. And so that has been uh, a, a frequent theme throughout and it, it sounds like they're not going to get him. And it also sounds like Mello, from according to Adrian Wojnarowski and according to a lot of reporting that's come out of New York, that he wants to go to Houston. That he, That's his heart. His heart is set on Houston. Allegedly, the, the Knicks told him that he, could, that he was going to end up in Houston. So his heart is set on that. So now it's about what other pieces Portland gets out of it. Houston cannot make a mellow trade unless they are somehow move Ryan Anderson. Portland could be a team that takes him on if they're able to move enough of their other salaries, like a Mo Harkless who is is already tweeting veiled messages and or or Myers Leonard if they can find a team for Myers Leonard. Uh, you know that would help make the trade work. That would grease the wheels, and and, and those are the trades that we we've talked about a lot. And we are going to get to some more Blazers news, but I just wanted to give you another reminder about the Locked On Podcast Network and our wide variety of shows all over the NBA, all over the NFL, every team covered for you. We got college basketball, women's basketball, NFL draft, fantasy basketball, fantasy football. We have all of that for you on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's great, it's robust. And has everything you need as a sports fan. Napa know It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. So a couple of other notes today from Blazers land. The Blazers, before the crab trade went down, they moved the fully guarantee date for one Pat Connaughton, which, as you heard at the end of the last episode, that... July 25th, today was supposed to be the day that they would decide whether to fully guarantee Pat Connaughton. They moved that, apparently, to August 31st. So now Connaughton has another month in limbo, which has to be frustrating for him. And from the Blazers' side of things, now they have 
another they have a non-guaranteed salary who they can include in a trade if they need to to either Houston or New York or whoever whichever other teams could be involved there have been four team scenarios talked about with these teams all of that stuff they can they can throw that in a trade and and they can basically just use it for bookkeeping and then they will waive and then whichever team gets him will either waive him or they they can wait a little while and try and trade him to someone else like it's one of those things where right now for the purposes of trades and stuff like that Connaughton's contract is just kind of this thing it's a tool that Portland can use and it's their only non-guaranteed contract so Connaughton is waiting still for official word from the Trailblazers and also probably waiting for a trade like the rest of us. Uh, I you know, I thought you know, Portland was probably done with big moves after the draft where they used their draft picks to, to, to get another draft pick by trading two picks to get Zach Collins. And now it seems like it's, it, it, it's, it, we're right in the middle of it. So uh, I guess that was a cold take on me, but Still, I, it seems like we have some more shoes to drop, and who knows when they're going to drop, but the Pat Connaughton thing opens it up a little bit longer. So, you know, hopefully they they get a, a trade done because it'd be nice to have minimal NBA news in August. I would appreciate that. I think everyone, I think a lot of people would appreciate that. But at the same time, this could this could get dragged out uh like like the the Kevin Love Andrew Wiggins situation who knows what what could happen here and it it could take a while the the Blazers gave themselves plenty of time to to figure out a trade and that there have been there's been lots of chatter out on the internet about a potential New York trade so Mo Harkless tweeting Madison Square Garden messages Mike Rice coming out of nowhere with a scoop saying Portland's involved in a Knicks trade, but you know, doesn't give any more details other than that. But, but people are talking, the Blazers have been mentioned many times throughout, uh, one of the reports coming out of New York from our guy, J sports underscore ENT, who has been killing it on this Knicks reporting. I know a lot of you have been in my, or some of you have been in my mentions on Twitter saying, why are you tweeting at this dude? I'm tweeting at this dude and retweeting his stuff because Nick's beat reporters are crediting him for getting stuff first. Ian Begley from ESPN.com, who's the Nick's beat writer, has credited this dude frequently with beating him. So no, he's not coming from a traditional outlet, but he clearly has Nick's information. And a quick note about the Nick's is that leaks coming from unexpected places is very Knicks. I can remember two summers ago, or three summers ago now, whenever it was that that Jason Kidd was going to uh, the Bucks or whatever, the dude who broke the story was some dude on Real GM message boards named Carl. And, and, and he was ta- breaking Knicks news and saying that Melo was going to be back and all this stuff. It, it, it's like... The, the the summer of Carl is a big thing in the basketball internet, and what I mean, what the, the lesson of the story of Carl to me, or the summer of Carl, is that the Knicks are super leaky, and it comes from unexpected places. And so that J Sports ENT on Twitter has been tweeting all this information, 
doesn't come as a surprise to me. I know it may be a surprise to some, but that is why I'm retweeting him, and that is why I trust him. And one of the things that he reported uh, a couple uh, last week was that one of the things that was holding up uh, a New York, Houston, Portland, and a fourth team trade was trying to find a place for Myers Leonard. So uh, maybe they they're able to do that now uh, through a lot more of this negotiation. So we'll see where these trades go, but it seems like Portland is kind of back in the Ryan Anderson. Maybe they can squeeze another wing out of it. Like, like Ariza or like Eric Gordon. Maybe they can do that, but it, it, it seems like maybe Portland has, or it seems definitely, you know, with all the indications that Portland has softened on their stance that they, aren't going to facilitate a Carmelo Anthony trade to the Rockets. So it seems like Portland is maneuvering that right now, and it seems like the Allen Crabb deal is just one of a series of deals that Portland is making to try and upgrade their roster. Whether it upgrades their roster, we'll see. It depends on who they get. It depends on on who they are able to give up, all that stuff. So we're still waiting here to see how that goes down, but Connaughton is, is still on the roster, waiting in the wings, probably likely to be traded. I think teams are looking for, or the the Blazers are, are looking to make a deal, and it seems like something's going to happen with New York and Portland and, and Houston, but we, we're just not sure what. But it, unfortunately, it doesn't look like Carmelo Anthony will be coming to Portland, which breaks my heart, obviously breaks... My friend Corbin Smith's heart and 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 all of the uh, Portland Mellows Solidarity Group. I know what we wanted this. I it was it was gonna be fun. That's that was for sure. But uh, yeah, uh, it does, doesn't look like the Mellow thing is gonna happen. But Portland seems to be trying to make moves, and it it seems like. You know, there's a little bit of pressure, as we mentioned in the last episode, that that Dame has been subtly saying that they need to improve their roster and and hadn't seen uh, enough of it. I, I suppose when he was at his basketball camp last week talking about that. So, you know, we'll see what happens, how they upgrade the roster, and and whether uh, they will be okay with things. But right now, as it stands. Uh, the move of Alan Crabb for Andrew Nicholson in a vacuum hurts the Blazers on court in the short term. But if it's part of a larger series of deals that we can see a little bit clearer in the future, then maybe it will make more sense just in terms of just outside of the accounting and the luxury tax and all that stuff. So still, I think some things that need to play out for the Trailblazers on the trade front, on the player movement front. Blazers trading once again, just to remind you, they traded Alan Crabb for Andrew Nicholson. They're going they're expected to waive Nicholson and use the stretch provision on his contract, which is almost twenty million dollars or so. And so they will will stretch all of that out and or just a little over twenty million dollars, excuse me. Uh, they're going to stretch all that out and, and we'll see, we will see what happens with the Blazers. It's, it's going to be pretty interesting because 
I think Ryan Anderson is the name that a lot of people have talked about. And if Portland just ends up with Ryan Anderson, you basically just swapped one bad contract for another. So is it just swapping deck chairs on the Titanic? Who knows? But we'll see. Uh, And just a quick bit of clarification that the total number on Andrew Nicholson's contract is is just under $20 million, not over $20 million. So... Yeah, uh, Blazers going to waive Andrew Nicholson, former Blazer great Andrew Nicholson. And we wait for more moves. It seems like Mo Harkless feels the heat or feels like he's on his way out. We'll see who else is still standing on the roster. If we have some new Blazers to talk about here in the coming days and weeks, but it, it also could be a while. We'll see how this mellow thing drags out. It they got we got two big stars now that that are, are probably on the move. Some other things that could affect the league, as I mentioned on the last episode when I talked about Kyrie Irving and and the ecosystem that the NBA is. That that's something that is also probably affecting these negotiations and affecting. Carmelo Anthony because Carmelo Anthony is probably the best trade asset that New York has but it might not be it seems like that's not going to be enough to to get Kyrie Irving so how does New York go about trying to get him they probably can't what other players maybe not even from the Houston side from the New York side could be available and 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 I think that the teams going for Kyrie and the teams that are Houston basically trying to get Carmelo, you know, these are these are all things that are happening. I think all these moves kind of affect each other. So, we'll see how things play out, but two pretty big chess pieces still left on the NBA free agency board in Melo and Kyrie. And there's still a, a good number of decent free agents as well. Uh Kevin Pelton from espn.com gave the Blazers a B+ on his insider piece reviewing the trade. So Portland obviously is, is is getting a lot of good reviews for the move, but one of the things that Kevin pointed out in there was perhaps now Portland could reunite with Gerald Henderson again. Portland does have that taxpayer mid-level exception at just around I think it's around six million dollars. Around it's five something. It's like five point no, not six it's five point two. A million dollars. So Portland has around 5.2 to play with with that taxpayer mid-level exception. It's also not just for one year. If they want to use the taxpayer mid-level exception and sign Henderson to a two-year or three-year deal, they can do that. Uh, he seems to have a little bit of a hip issue, but I thought he was really nice for the Blazers when he was here. I thought his veteran presence and uh, his his savvy and his his eagerness to play defense were were really helpful things and his professionalism I thought was a a very helpful thing for the Blazers to have around and shot creation too. I thought I thought Henderson brought a lot to the table for the Blazers that I think they missed last year so maybe getting that back wouldn't hurt. Other guys that they could look at with maybe with with that mid-level or even part of that mid-level or is like to, or Tony Allen. Another guy on the market is Ian Clark who's who's younger than both of those guys would be maybe a little bit more of an upside play. He's been with the Warriors for a couple years as a a role player, bench guy, really tenacious defender, 
good shooter, at least for the last couple of years, may not be uh, the, the best creator, but I think he's played point guard before. So if you put him out there, play a little, play really good defense, maybe he's a guy who can be a stopper for you with CJ and Dame in small guard lineups. I think is a little bit more of a defensive minded guy that Portland could use, but he can also shoot. So Ian Clark, another name I think that Portland should consider, not as big as Henderson or Allen, but I think gives uh, a nice balance of three-point shooting and effort and ability on the defensive end. So uh, Ian Clark, another guy that I think Portland could look at, and now they have an open roster spot, uh, or they, they will have an open roster spot when they officially waive Andrew Nicholson. So they don't even have to wait for a trade to happen to to make something happen on the free agent front. So they still have that as well. So we're watching all of that. Uh, Connaughton and his contract, they move the guarantee date to August 31st. Crab getting traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Lots of Twitter innuendo coming from Mo Harkless and former Blazer broadcaster Mike Rice. Lots of talk about Melo in Houston. Kyrie Irving on the trade block, and it seems like LeBron James wants him out. That was what Cleveland.com indicated yesterday. So still lots of NBA stuff that has to get sorted here on July 25th, which is pretty absurd. But, uh, hey, I, I guess this is what the league is now. It's a, it's a, it's a year-round circus. So uh, it keeps going round and round and Hopefully we find out more sooner rather than later, but uh, these mellow Portland, Houston, New York trade talks have been going on for almost a month now, it seems like. So uh, might might just have to strap in, hurry up and wait, uh, as, as they say. So until next time, keep it locked on Blazers. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Audioboom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. We are there. Subscribe to Locked On NBA and, and, and all the feed that we have. Uh, we have all of the podcasts on the Locked On NBA podcast feed. So uh, if you want to get all of them, you can get them all in one place as well. So uh, check those out and keep it locked on here. And maybe we'll have something else uh, to talk about, but we'll be back one more time before the week is over. Until next time, we'll see you then. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.